Welcome, everybody, Yankee Chronicles podcast. I'm here with Evan, Donald, and Rob could not make it today, so we are going to put off our discussion of the best missed trades uh, under Brian Cashman. But before we get into what we want to talk about today, we do want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience for fantasy sports. Download the app. They have some cool uh, contests for uh, this coming Super Bowl, and uh, you won't be disappointed. And as always, check out docottonsbaseball.org. You can learn about the founder of baseball. Sign the petition. Let's get him into the Hall of Fame where he belongs. All your, all petitions are secure. And if there are any questions, you can contact any of us um, through our Twitter handles, or you can email Yankee Chronicles at Yankee Chronicles at Gmail. Um, so, Evan, we saw that they released the top 10 for right fielders. Aaron Judge made number four. I thought it was a fair spot. Uh, because he, he is a dynamic right fielder. He's got a cannon for an arm from, you know, from the outfield. He's still a very imposable player. What did you think about the, his spot? Nope. I'm sorry, but Clint Frazier played more right field than Aaron Judge did last year. You cannot put someone on a list who cannot stay healthy and cannot play there. If you want to put him at number 10, based on all the stuff that you just mentioned, sure. But that's based on stuff that he did in past seasons. It's not based on what he did last year. He did very little last year. And if you look at Stanton, Stanton destroyed the playoffs and plays right field, even though we don't use him there. Maybe he should be on the list. You know, it's you can make an argument for him based on what he did in the playoffs, but are we saying that it's just what happened during the season? Because if that's the case... Sorry, Clint Frazier was better last year than Aaron Judge. Yeah, but it's also speaks to his the the way that baseball perceives him as an athlete. You know, if they're saying if they're only going by the 2020 stats, then I would have to agree with you. But looking at looking at those players in their body of work. I thought the middle of the pack was a good spot for him. It's too, it's too high. He's not he is not top five. And if you look at the list, it's a pretty weak, weird list. There's players on there that casual fans most likely don't even know who they are. <laughs> you know, who, who who's you have the list in front of you? We have number six or seven. Can you just tell me who those two guys are? Number six is well, – that's the – he is playing by I got I to gotta find a different way to look it up. Because um, it was just showing – it was showing the video, and they were going through the National League on the video. Got it, got uh, it. Like, Conforto is not in the American League. <clears throat> so um, – You know, it, again, I just think that – we give no credit to Stanton and Stanton literally has the same exact body that judge has. And for whatever reason, because he's not playing like an MVP candidate, Yankees fans hate him. They're the same player. They both don't stay healthy and they both have issues because of it. 
Um, but if they're both on the team, I mean, yeah, they're probably – they're definitely top five, but they're not on the team enough for me. Yeah. Um, going through all of baseball, they have a, a, a quick list um, through Google. Okay. Top ten right fielders right now. Okay. Know, number one was Betts. You know, Fair. Number two is Yelich. Mm. Number three is Judge. Number four, Acuna Jr. Five, J.D. Martinez. Uh, J.D. was dreadful last year, but yeah. okay. I, I understand. Got, uh, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper needs to be higher. And then Soler and Gallo, but they have them unranked. So they've never made the list before. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I got some issues with that list. I mean, yeah, that's kind of a bougie list. I don't agree with that one at all. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think Acuna had a. a, I would put Acuna right on the bets. Right, and where's Soto? Yeah, so that's a bougie list. Um, I think lists in general can be very overconstrued in many ways. It depends on who the list is from. It depends on what their bias is. It depends on what's going on in the league. It depends, you know, if they're counting injuries, if they're only doing the season, if they're counting playoffs, you know, you really have to, when you put out a list, describe every aspect of why you're putting players where you are. And it becomes exhausting because there are certain angles that no matter how hard you try, you're probably going to miss at least one or two of them. But, I mean, I know we like to, you know, we, it, it's part of the game. It's part of the the, the, the stat era where it, it's more of a popularity contest. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like it's the same thing with fantasy uh, sports as well. Fans get obsessed with trying to win and how, you know, getting certain players, blah, 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 makes their team win. That's not how it works in real life. It's not how it works with a real team. Chemistry and human factor plays into it. You can't just look in a computer screen and go, okay, I'm going to put this guy here, this guy here, and we're going to win a World Series. They have to go do it, the players. Well, that's why I was saying, you know, if it's it's based on, on a complete body of work, judge in the middle of the pact is fair. It's... I wouldn't put him any higher than where he was it's, because it's because of, you know, he, would, he doesn't he have the, he doesn't have the games played to put him into that top three elite level. If he was between six to nine, we would not be having this conversation right now. He's too high. That is my biggest issue. Does he deserve to be on the list? Yeah, he probably does based on everything you're saying. But based on the fact that he cannot stay healthy, I, I cannot list him there. You know, I would take the top three guys and several of the other guys to overjudge for this team because we need someone who can play 162 games and be consistent. You know, that's worth more to me than 52 home runs once in a blue moon. He, he, he did that once, and, and we haven't seen him get more than, what, 28 since? I think a deeper question would be, Where, you know, 
what factors are they taking into a you know what what numbers are they looking at when they make these lists and why do we become so crazy about you know crazy about these lists we go right it's fun to look at it's you know it gives us something to talk about they have no value it has nothing to do with exactly exactly you know DJ LeMayhew, rightfully so, was ranked in the in, within the in the second baseman's list, but he didn't play a lot of you know. He plays other positions just as well as he plays second, so he could have been on pretty much every list for the infielders. Right, which is why I think they need to do a top 10 super utility list because guys yeah. like Ben Zobrist and DJ LeMahieu are not normal players. You don't have guys that can play the entire infield and outfield above average. And yeah, those see, two guys... To me, Zobrist was... He's, 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 one the of, he's a GOAT when best. it comes to the utility guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to have Zobrist and LeMahieu, I think, is the best player comparison. And nobody else can come close. Yeah, no, I, I uh, agree you can't, with you. You can't compare Judge and Harper. You know, they're two totally different players. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't compare, you know, Conforto to a Hicks. You know, they, they're two different style players. If there were any players that were twins, it would be Zobrist and LeMahieu. They're very, they're very close in what they do. And it's, it's interesting. Cause I said, if you did a top 10 list, but if you look around the league, there might not even be 10 super utility players that you could no, do that. With. You know, it's like there's Jeff McNeil, David Fletcher. Yep. Um, I could think of a couple other guys, but I'm not sure you get to 10 where you're thinking 10 is as good as number, you know, Three, four, or five. Yeah, I think um, if after this, with this upcoming season, I think um, you brought up an excellent name, and that was Jeff McNeil. I think he also w- would fit into that uh, that mold of, of the Zobrists and the Lemayhews. He's very he, good. He is phenomenal on the field. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's got a, he's got a contact bat. He's not swinging for the fences. He did. For, it seemed like he did for a little while last year when the team was in a little rut. But he kind of like pulled his own reins back and put himself back in his own lane and started going back to doing what got him to where he was. Yeah. So yeah. McNeil, I think, is definitely a player to watch in the National League as a, a potential MVP caliber player. Right. And as far as the bat goes, I think a lot of these guys compare to what Derek Jeter was with his bat. I know he couldn't play other positions uh, for a multitude of reasons, but you wanted Derek Jeter's contact. And you also knew that you could rely on the fact that he wasn't a power hitter, but he had pop. And when he made that contact that was that good, he was going to hit the ball far and deep and did a very good job with that. I mean, he was probably one of the most balanced shortstops we've seen in the last 20 years with his ability as a gold glove shortstop, his ability as a leader for the team, his bat, um, his average was always high. He got a lot of hits. He had some speed. He had some power. You know, he's exactly what we wanted. And and that's why he's in the hall of fame and was almost unanimous um, to have a player like DJ who is, 
that close to Derek Jeter is pretty amazing. Um, I also think that Whit Merrifield could definitely be put on that super utility yeah. list because he can play center, he can play second, he yeah. can play third. So um, maybe that's something that, um, you know, you, myself, Don, and, and um, Rob can, can do as a, a series for next week where we can break down each position yep. and – and kind of close it out with the utility players because they are so undervalued. Yeah, we can and also do you know, teams just take them for granted and don't realize really what they have on that roster. Yep. Um, um, we could look into the best bargain deals for those type of players over yeah. the past 20 years. That would be an interesting topic to look also, at. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to close this out. We um, we thank everybody that's watching. Um, kind of a short video. It was uh, it's been a, a, a long day, but we told you we'd be here, and here we are. So, uh, on behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com. Hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe. Stay smart. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. I just wanted to reiterate real quick the importance of uh, mental health issues. Um, we talked about it yesterday. If you need help, don't be embarrassed. Go get it. There's always someone there uh, who's willing to listen. I know uh, we certainly are at Yankee Chronicles. So have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And if you need anything, we're here. Yep, absolutely. All right. Have a good day, everybody.